JB, Mitch, I'm a big fan, but let's talk about how we play Dynasty differently. JB, let's start with you. You're in full control of the settings for a Dynasty startup. What is your format of choice? So number of teams, super flex, any tight end premium? Go ahead. For me, and I actually just put out a little short on our YouTube channel recently, and it was about my favorite settings. And it was very brief, very to the point. But first and foremost, don't format shame. You know, we all have our favorite settings, and we get it in our Discord all the time. What are you doing in a league like that? If people enjoy it, let them enjoy it. But for me personally, 12 or 14 teams, super flex, tight end premium, with the tight end premium, ideally, I prefer to PPR start one. If it's start two, fine. I'm in a few leagues. I'm in a few leagues with Scott where it's start two. And for me personally, I think whenever you see a league that start two tight ends, the price has just become astronomical to acquire. So because of that, you kind of see less movement involving the tight ends. And I want a league that's going to be active. I want some more involvement from everybody across the league. So when you get some situations like that, where people don't really know how to value a position because of whether it's scoring, whether it's the number of players that you have to start, that could be an issue, but 12 team, 14 team, super flex tight end premium two PPR uh, snake draft. I prefer, I know a lot of people are loving the auctions, but for me, it's snake. Personally, I suck at auctions. That's why I prefer snakes. I like third round reversal. I want potential points for the rookie draft order. I don't want uh, a lottery. I don't want a toilet bowl to decide the 101. Rookie draft should help build parity in your league. And I don't think that accomplishes that. So for the most part, and then start 10 or 11. You know, I, 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 once you get a little bit more than that, I think again, it, it kills activity to an extent because then you don't see any moves where, you know, a three for one or a four for two or something, because everybody is worried about having that depth. So besides that, I'm pretty open. Um, Oh, one more thing. And I'm probably going to say that constantly throughout tonight's episode. One more thing. That's fine. I get it. I get it. I don't want one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, tight end, and all flex, and then a super flex. Again, I think when you have minimal requirements of start two running backs or start two receivers or three receivers, it makes you, it forces you to have a little bit more balance. And that's when roster construction comes into play. It isn't just all flexes. I I get people want to build things the way they want to build it. And I, you know, I understand that, but at the same time, I want there to be positional scarcity throughout every position. So those are just a few of mine. No, I totally agree. And we'll go to you here in a sec, Mitch. But yeah, that that last part where you were saying you don't want it to be one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver. Totally agree. Shane especially is all about you have to have two uh, running back minimum. you got to make people start at least two. And we like to add in point per carry as well, mm-hmm. you know, to try to inflate, you know, the the position that nobody wants to touch, right? Or nobody wants to pay for. Mitch, what's your uh, what's your format of choice, man? So a lot of them agreeing with, with, with what John said, but my big change is like the most important thing to me, and this just comes from being a commissioner for a few years now, is you have to pay to move any future draft picks. I don't care if it's a fourth in future years. I don't care. You just have to pay to do it because like the orphaning that we have seen the last few years is just insane. Whether it's 12 or 14 teams, I want 140 starters total if possible. So if it's like a, if it's a 12 team, I want 12 starters. It's a 14 team, then 10 starters are okay. But I really like those bigger starting rosters. And 
I'm kind of like Shane. Like I kind of want three running backs to be honest with you nowadays. Yeah. I know guys, yeah. I went in my last commission league that I had, I asked the guys, I'm like, Hey, what do you like? What don't you like? And almost all of them said, it's like, look, we hate the three running back minimum. And I'm like, that's my favorite thing now. Cause now you have to roster those guys that everybody hates. Yeah, no, that's that's true. I actually just started a, a dynasty best ball where I did the same thing. I was like, let's get qu- quirky with this. And I've made it. Yeah, start three running backs. And, and yeah, people still didn't want to draft running backs. Like, hey, mm-hmm. got to play to the format in this case. So uh, so guys, how many uh, how many leagues do you play in? JB, start with you. Uh, right now, I believe it's 85. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh um, and I, I think it's 85 because on, I mean, uh proud partner of your show as well it was the same with us dynastydaddy.com little plug little shameless plug there for those guys i have my leagues that i strictly commission i don't have a team in uh we do it for our, our discord members we do it for our patrons so i have like seven or eight leagues i believe that i don't have an actual team and then i think it's 85 teams uh across my portfolio how about you mitch I'm in about 45 right now. I was in okay. 70 last year, and I just decided that's way too many for me. So I'm hoping 45 is a little bit better just to stay a lot more active than I was last year. Let's talk about your startup strategy. So I'll start with our two golden rules. The first one being we never want to give up our 2024 first round pick. Okay, if we're talking about this year, we don't like to give up, give away our first. Second rule is... We always want to get the same amount of pieces in return that we're giving. Okay. So if we're giving a second and a third and we're getting the 106, we want, we want to get that extra 14th, you know, even if it's an extra 14th, give it to us. We want the same amount of pieces. What are your general philosophies when it comes to startups? My biggest one, and it, this, I will always have to caveat this, is it you have to have an early pick to begin with. But if it's super flex, I want to have two elite quarterbacks. The problem is you say it and you end up getting a later pick, you get the 111. You're probably not going to get one of the elite quarterbacks, let alone two. But if you could start off with a top six pick and then the cheapest price to get that other elite quarterback is probably right then during that startup draft. So if you could start off with Allen and Herbert or Burrow and Lamar, whatever the combination is, if I'm moving my second round pick and in those situations, I'm actually willing to move my future draft pick because I'm like, my quarterbacks are set. I don't care what quarterbacks come out next year. I'm really happy going with two elite quarterbacks into the future. Sure. So, so let's talk, let's talk about that. So the, the cost to be able to get a second elite QB. So let's say you were at one Oh six and you got Justin Herbert and then you wanted to come back in mm-hmm. and grab, I, I'm looking at the board from your last startup, grab fields at one Oh eight. What are you paying there? Because your picks would be the 207, 307. What are you paying to move back up from the second, from 207 to the 108 to grab fields in this case? I've had a lot of success just offering that second round pick and my 24 first. There's almost always a counter to it after that. But I think that's at least a very good starting range to go. And then if they want to do a sixth or seventh round swap or a sixth and eighth round swap, then I'm more than happy to do that because I still like the guy's going there but if it ends up being like my second my third my sixth then i'm just like well that's not going to happen but in a lot of situations you could usually find someone who just isn't happy getting lamar or fields or whoever it ends up being in that situation jb what are your thoughts on that do you like to trade back in i saw i saw in this in this draft you did trade back up you drafted Mahomes at 101 i was saying to jb uh offline i was like man tough 
tough life getting 101. Apparently he got he got a couple 101s in a row. Mm-hmm. But you traded back up and you got, well, I just used Justin Herbert in that, that last example. That was you who came back up to get Justin Herbert at 106. Is that normally what you're trying to do in a super flex startup? Trying to go up and get a second elite QB? You said it was kind of off brand for you, no? So it is off brand and Mitch always gets on me about this and jokes with me a little bit. You know, ideally getting those two stud quarterbacks, like Mitch said, because we all know once you leave a startup, the cost to acquire any of those, you know, for me, I'll say top three tiers going down to quarterback eight, it's hell to acquire them. It yeah, really is or first. And yep. if you have to have a you have to have a QB that's like within the range, mm-hmm. you know, striking distance to be able to talk to those guys. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So typically, I, you know, depending on the league dynamic, you know, and I, I think that's important. You know, I, I work in commercial real estate. Ooh, so the man. analogy I always use is we have our larger market. And then within that, the, you know, the larger market being the dynasty community. And then within that, we have our leagues, which is a smaller submarket. And that the submarket is what's going to dictate the values here. You can sit there and and use any trade analyzer, you do a poll on Twitter, whatever you want to do, but they don't know your league dynamic. So I bring that up because in a lot of leagues, you know, you're sitting there and everybody, all right, the, the clock starts for the 101. Hey, 102 is on the block looking to move back. 103 is on the block l- looking to move back. And once you start to build up that the supply and demand, that's when you have the opportunity to move up. So in this specific league, I knew that there were a lot of people that would have been okay moving back. So I actually, first of all, Clay, don't kick me off the show, but I broke one of your golden rolls. I traded three picks for two, and I'm ashamed to say it now. But I moved my 212, my 312, my 512 for 106 and 806. And Mitch said whenever he saw me make that trade, because it is a little off-brand for me to not want to move back, so I actually moved up. You know, it was a lot of draft capital. Mitch was like, whoa, 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 that's a lot for JB to pay. But you look at the end result and the pieces that were, were taken there, anybody, especially in, you know, whether you're in the, the dynasty trades in five community, the dynasty theory community, I think most of our listeners would be like, okay, I love what you did there to get up to a Justin Herbert. Yeah. You lost some value overall, but like you mentioned, you don't see these top eight or so quarterbacks move unless you also have a uh, quarterback nine to throw back, quarterback 12 exactly. to throw back. So I'm all about tearing down and splitting up a higher price asset, but you have to still be within that range because, yeah, you can send me six quarters for my dollar and it looks great on paper, but there's so much danger there. And I say danger and laugh in my head because we're talking about dynasty fantasy football, <laughs> yeah, but still, right. it, it's danger nonetheless. And you put yourself in a precarious situation, but Ultimately, in startups for me, you didn't see it here, but I- I'm looking to move back. Everybody says it, but not even only- in a start 10, even in a start 10. I am. So for me, something I really like to do, not just move back, but picking up the extra 24, you know, in this situation, 24 first. Um, I, I know you guys are big on leverage. I know Scott's dynasty yeah. leverage. So that's a buzzword for him and your listeners. But it gives you dis- additional leverage while you're playing around in the draft and you have more flexibility and you can move maneuver around. But if you acquire those additional picks in the future and you move back and you get those additional picks in the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth rounds, 
you can kind of go a little bit more of a win now structure and pick up so much value there where you don't really have to worry because you got your two stud quarterbacks. If you move back from the third, fourth, fifth rounds, you got the extra future draft capital to kind of hedge a little bit. And now you can really fill your roster out with so much value. That's just slipping. So ideally, even in a start 10 to a fault at times, I'm a sucker for depth. And I know, uh, Sure. Uh, warp is the the magic word yeah, for right. for Scott and the uh, South Harmon crew. You know, depth is certainly something, and and there's times that I'll I'll pick and choose, and I'll look to be a little bit more aggressive and package up as opposed to going back. But I, I just feel like it minimizes risks and risk and gives you a little bit more flexibility throughout. Yeah. So so let me tell you what our strategy is or i guess this is a fluid strategy now because it's kind of uh it's kind of an old strategy and we're not able to pull it off anymore but you guys obviously know trading up to get two elite qbs is getting harder and harder and harder to do especially in sharp leagues you guys have a patreon you have very sharp patrons got a very active discord they know what they're doing in there right so they're not going to let you just get right back up and get Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, right, to to have as as your anchors in a start 10. But we will give up as much as, so let's say we got Jalen Hurts at 102, and then we want to get back up to 106 to get Justin Herbert. We're willing to give our second, third, fourth for that 106, but we also want to get back like an eighth and a tenth. What are your thoughts on that? It sounds aggressive, but go ahead. I mean, I'll, I'll be quick. It's not really that far off from what I just talked about with Justin Herbert. So I'm going to be short and sweet. I'm in. What did you do? Did you do two, second, third, and fifth? But what I only got do? an eighth back. Only an eighth back. Yes. Right. What do you think, Mitch? Does that sound like too much? Give your second, third, fourth. It's, it's probably the price to acquire now. Like you said, yeah. like, those quarterbacks are just running the leagues. Like Even I've stepped outside of the Dynasty Theory bubble and joined some random sleeper leagues lately. <laughs> yeah. And even all of those are the first eight picks are quarterbacks now. Where before that just didn't happen. If you joined a random league, you would see McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson going one oh two. makes it in there. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it just doesn't happen. So I think that price is probably pretty close no i i would do it really especially if you get mahomes and hurts you're just so set right now i mean immediately your league if your team is completely terrible you could trade one of them for four first and you're you know you can rebuild from there so i really like it and the example clay that you gave where you had the 102 and took hurts then you have the 211 i think you know let's say you would have the 106 or 107 and land a Herbert or Lamar Jackson, then it might get a little more interesting because in some leagues, maybe you get a, a Dak that slips to 207 or 208. Yep. So now we're talking, it's a little more interesting for me. But if you presumably, and Mitch, this is, I'm, I'm stealing Mitch's playbook here. So uh, you can shush me over here if you want to take the thunder. <laughs> but uh, we just talked about this last night and the, the difference in what Mitch is doing between having like 112 and 201 far less willing to move up for those quarterbacks, you know, based on where he is, as opposed to the 102 and 211, because you're not getting, you know, those top eight, nine, 10 quarterbacks, they're gone already. So now you're looking at players that have question marks like, yeah, I could get a Brees Hall there, but it looks good on paper. But it's it's a running back. Nobody it's a running back. It's way it's crows taking a running back already. Yeah. Even in a start and you don't want three, a quarterback like there. Yep. You don't want to draft a quarterback in the third round. Oh, Clay, you're speaking my love language here. And I said this yeah. last night on the episode. 
once you hit that third round, like I would be perfectly fine with never making a startup third, fourth, or fifth round pick. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I don't like a lot of the players there, but after you get past those first couple of tiers of quarterbacks, it's relatively flat. And if I can just get extra darts throughout the way or along the way, I, again, I'm completely on board with that. But yeah, that third round, I, I never want to make a pick. Ideally. Yeah. So so I said that ideally we would like to move up and get two elite QBs. However, then Shane in a, in a funny, we made a TikTok of it. Shane, a funny TikTok said, that's it. I'm ending it. You no longer have to do this. You no longer have to trade up to get two elite QBs. Scott and I were the ones to do it years ago. We made some great teams. You can't, you don't have to do it anymore. The reason he's saying that is because now he's comfortable with the depth at QB and he's willing to take a gamble on an Anthony Richardson or a CJ Stroud. He's comfortable enough to where he can get one elite guy and then grab one of those and then you know hopefully fill in some decent ones later in the startup. And another league that I uh that just wrapped up I started, uh, I think I had the 110, and my I slammed wide receiver, wide receiver. I got uh, Chase, Amon Ross, St. Brown, T. Higgins. I, I think I scooped up Amari Cooper later. Anyway, uh, but my quarterbacks actually ended up being Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith there, and it's just because of how things fell to start the draft. I wasn't able to move up at a reasonable price. All those top quarterbacks that I was looking at, those top eight quarterbacks, they were gone. And I ended up going the wide receiver route and, you know, still always avoiding those early running backs because that just puts you in such a bad position. So how did the build go after that? It sounds like you got some great wide receivers, you probably got a decent, decent running back room. What else did you do at quarterback late in that late in that draft? So running backs, Derrick Henry, Kamara, Mixon, Dylan. I scooped Mac Jones as my qu quarterback three. And I'm sorry, it was not Kirk Cousins. It was Geno Smith and my man, Russell Wilson. Okay. I misspoke. Right. So that's like having an extra startup first round pick when you're taking rest, <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Right. But yeah, so I obviously went with the aging guys there, but got Waller, Dulcich, it was two PPR. And, you know, I am a little more willing to ride with two quarterbacks if I'm getting the two two top tier quarterbacks. And if I'm looking at a Russ, Cousins, Geno, Goff, ideally, I would like to get a third in there because hopefully I maneuvered around the draft and I'm able to get those extra picks. And you mentioned never trading your 24 first. Another situation that I'm more willing to do that is if I lock up those two quarterbacks early right. because if you move that 24 first, you still have that really strong foundation. Now, if you're getting running backs early, maybe getting you know aging guys that um, you're looking for year one production. I'm not saying any, any names, but uh, Dan Lamagna wasn't able to jump on the show tonight. That's the, that's the Lamagna specialty. Uh, but moving your first round pick and not having that strong foundation, that's when I'm with you. I'm not willing to... to uh, move in that situation we had a live stream where we discussed league economy and we discussed exactly that i brought up a scenario where the quarterbacks on the guy's team were kirk cousins and daniel jones let's say but the elite qbs were inaccessible the other league mates were like nope you're not getting them and the guy didn't have his 24 first 
So that's the example. If you're going to leave yourself in a spot where you've got Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones, and yeah, maybe Geno Smith or Mac Jones, your QB3, want to move that 24 first, especially in a startup, right? That that early on with that much variance, that is just a risky proposition. And I talk about the the hybrid approach that I mentioned earlier, moving back in the extra first, getting a more win now roster. Uh, in that one with Geno Smith, Russ, and Mac Jones, I picked up two extra 24 first. Nice. So I'm yeah. sitting there. It's a 12-team league, start 11, and I'm sitting there with three first and a pretty strong team uh to be able to compete year one so it, did i bring that up just to toot my own horn you better believe it yeah no no for sure for sure getting the extra getting those extra picks <laughs> you you solidified you you uh you diversified against your trash canny quarterbacks hey it's quasi trash russell wilson he's not a trash can oh, just wait just wait <laughs> just wait egg on the face is everybody gonna have egg on the face with russ wilson Oh, I already told Mitch, I have my running shoes ready. They don't get used often, but I'm going to be ready for my victory laps here in just what, uh, six, seven, eight weeks. Be ready. Mitch, who's your, so we're process over players. We, we sometimes don't even mention player names before, like in the first 10 minutes of a show, Mm -hmm. but who is your guilty pleasure player, Mitch? Who can you not quit? Oh, Jared Goff, dude. Like I'm all in on Jared Goff, dude. I think he's like the perfect little dynasty quarterback now. And one of the big switches that I have done recently is I used to always be that I have to have three quarterbacks. Like I have to, I have to, I have to. But then I kind of figured out a couple of years ago, it's not hard to go out and trade for one of those lower tier quarterbacks. If you want to, like if Jared Get Goff gets a purdy, if you need to, exactly. Like that if I want, type. If Goff gets injured, I'll go get car. I mean, the price isn't going to be too bad to where it's going to kill my team. So for me, like if I can't get those two elite guys, I'm kind of doing what John did in that last startup is I'm just hitting positional players as much as I can, hoping to come out with a cousins, a goth, a goth, a picket, just something like that. Two guys that I could just be okay with going into this year. Because the thing is, is I'm like, Hey, I want the two elite quarterbacks and hopefully they stay on my roster. More than likely I'm going to trade one at some point because <laughs> a trade's going to come along and I'm going to like it. I'm going to move off of that value anyways. So there's going to be a lot of times to where even after the startup, I'm like, hey, I love my team. I just did this with Jamar Chase not too long ago. I have Chase. It's awesome. But I love Amon Ross St. Brown too. So I want him as well. So I yeah. end up doing a big trade with Chase for Amon Ross and some other pieces. Not to get yeah, sidetracked, but the Lions, just, the Lions just traded for Denzel Mims. So Mitch is about oh. to have a Mims jersey up behind him in a minute. It's so funny because every time I see Mims when we're reading off questions or, or looking through comments, every time I see Mims, I still can't in my brain make it Marvin Mims. It is still Denzel Mims. So yeah, another thing is too, and this is something we talked about recently is, so if you're going to do that strategy where you grab those, you're grabbing wide receivers instead of quarterbacks, you're going with a build like you're doing Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson, getting a picket in there, getting those, it, it does seem a little scary taking wide receivers with that being said if it's a high leverage high value player like a chase a jefferson a wilson a lave those guys can get you in the conversation mm-hmm. to be able to get an elite quarterback all of a sudden you tack on garrett wilson to kirk cousins and you can have a conversation you know lamar jackson is he is he now available so while you aren't taking those two elite quarterbacks you're getting these sexy you know insulated assets that you can then trade so no i love it i love it that's not that sounds like a good build especially getting those extra those extra first so let's talk about a trade here so it's a 12 team super flex 
PPR 1.75 tight end premium start 11. Are you going Brandon Ayuk and call it a mid 24 first or Garrett Wilson? Mitch? Oh, Garrett Wilson. Pretty. I'll go really hard on that one because it's the 49ers quarterbacks. I can't trust them. Like I love Ayuk. I know Ayuk is going to produce on the field, but there's enough hesitancy from the other managers in dynasty leagues that aren't going to want to go out and get him. And then if you said early 24 first, then it wouldn't even be a discussion. I would want the pick, but amid, I'm still not entirely sure if I'm loving the players that are going to be coming out in that, you know, kind of value in the draft. So for me, it's Garrett Wilson. Give me him with Aaron Rodgers this year. I mean, what if Aaron Rodgers lasts for two years? Then all of a sudden, Garrett Wilson's value is locked in wide receiver three, not moving sort of stuff. And that's the sure. case. I want that. Yeah, I, I like Brandon Ayuk quite a bit. Um, you know, depending on what day it is on on fantasy calc, you see the <laughs> overall value switch a little bit. And on my tiers, he goes from green to red to neutral. Uh, but for me, this is an easy one as well. And it's Garrett Wilson. I love the overall idea, especially just in the startup conversation we had talked about wanting to move back, uh, break up some of those assets. And Garrett Wilson yeah. certainly could fall into that. But with that said, it you know I, I think Brandon Ayuk is a little bit too far back. We're talking in in a tight end premium super flex league, probably what seventh round pick. So just from a startup perspective, you're talking about uh, mid to late second for the seventh and the twenty four first, which we're assuming is mid. If we could guarantee that's a locked in top four pick. And I know that's very tricky to do, obviously. And yeah, I was, you're looking at Marvin Harrison Jr., Bowers, exactly. and then the yeah, two quarterbacks. Yeah, like, May. Yep. It, it's an absolute smash for me. So for me right now, uh, and I know obviously it, we want to talk about that specific trade, but there's a very hard break for me between the projected top four super flex picks in 24 and then five, six, seven. Mm -hmm. And I think right now it's one of the the more drastic tier breaks I've personally had for myself looking at and projecting a year out when we're looking at rookie drafts. But play, can you show me anybody more confident than a dynasty manager trying to project future firsts? I, I was, yeah, I was going to ask you this guys. So our, our subscribers, our tribe, as we call them, they they know how to phrase their questions with us, mm -hmm. let's say. So we always assume mid. So if they say projected late or projected early, we, we take them at their word because we know it's so hard to project mid and project late and early. With that being said, we all try to play Nostradamus. When you're looking at another team and you're examining his or her first, what do you look at first? To determine whether or not that could be early, could be late. What can are you I looking go, at? Can I go first, Mitch? Please go, go for it. Uh, the the strength of the quarterback position because those are the pieces that if they were looking to tear down, can they fill out the rest of their roster? So if you're looking at a, a team, you know the one that that I just threw at you with a, a Geno Smith, a Kirk Cousins, a Mac Jones, and then running back wide receiver is hurting. And there's no future, you know, they have the 24 first, but nothing else. They don't have a lot of ammo at their disposal to upgrade elsewhere. So that's one way that 
I like to to look at it and project up. And again, uh, Jeremy over there with Dynasty Daddy doing doing the Lord's work for us uh, with, with putting together the contender, the rebuild, the the frisky, frisky status. I like to think I'm frisky from from time to time. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think it's that's one way, and we talk about this in the Discord quite often. And you talk about the way your listeners format questions. I know within Scott's Patreon, you know it, it is ingrained in their heads because everything is a very specific phrasing. Oh, yeah. And yep. it's give, get, like it's very specific. Super tight. Like you saw this banner down here. You better have number of teams, super flex, PPR, any yep. tight end premium. Even like in his uh, Patreon, it could be any PPC, you know, is it yep. tiered PPR? But yes, exactly. Sorry, I cut you off, but yeah, it's no, 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 it's strict. But, you have to know the format. And and we have so many follow up questions like, how are you projecting to be late? How are you projecting to be early? And I always say, if you're trading for a pick, everybody projects to be early or or mid at worst. If you're trading away a pick, you know it's going to be late. It's my pick. It's late. It's not going to be early. <laughs> yeah. But I so the assets at, at their disposal, I think, is critical. But also, if it's a league that's been existing for a, a while, you you should know your league mates' tendencies. Is it an active so manager? Are they willing to go out and try to upgrade other positions at the expense of maybe a higher end quarterback? And if that's somebody they're not going to be that active and I have the ability to get their first round pick, I'm going to have that. It's going to carry a little bit more weight for me than maybe I mentioned Dan, who Dan is just trying to contend year after year and he will do Mm -hmm. anything to do so. So maybe I I project his to be mid to late. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Cause 'cause most likely I, I always put it in three buckets. Is it more likely to miss the playoffs based on the information we have at our disposal? Is it more likely to make the playoffs or is it one of those situations that you see your league and it looks like an absolute tank job? Because sometimes you can say, yeah, this is a top four pick because it's mine. It's the way I built the team. It's sure. going to struggle. Uh, but to say it's a late pick, that always irks me a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. Mitch, Sorry, same thing for you. Really- yeah, I think with me, if it's a tight end premium league, I'm looking at the tight ends first, to be honest, especially if it's like the 1.7, up 5 or 2.0 tight end premium. Because if you don't have one of those top guys, we know how hard it is to trade for a tight end that's going to help your team. So if I'm already looking at their team, I'm not fond of their running backs, their wide receivers or whatever, but the tight ends are like Gerald Everett and whoever else afterwards. And I'm kind of already thinking that it could be a mid first. Then maybe I'm like, can they like what John brought up? Can they? somehow make this a playoff team and if if in my head i'm saying no that's a team i want to buy into because if you could end up paying 106 value and end up getting the 104 or the 103 this upcoming season i mean you've gained so much Hmm. value in your league that it's worth it just to take that gamble a lot this year i believe Are, are you completely locking up pad locking whatever the strongest you know what is it a panic rooming your first if you think they have any chance of being top four Oh, at this yeah. point, it, no. you're, it's going to have to be a trade involving the Bijan, Jefferson, those types. Yep. It's got to be a big boy name. Otherwise, out of the conversation. Yeah, okay. because when we're looking at two PPR for tight ends or having to start two with a scoring premium added, you already mentioned Brock. Uh, and then you throw in the two quarterbacks and a lot can change. Listen, I'm not saying sure, sure. these guys are locked. I mean, Isaiah Spiller was a locked in top five or six pick until yeah. he wasn't, you know, but uh, we're going to have four guys that in, in the tight end premium with Bowers that might be 
top 18 or 20 dynasty picks in startups wow. in six months, you know, so you are going to have to back up that truck and really uh, overpay. I have certain picks from other teams that you're not getting that pick. Yeah, it's I, I don't care if there's a situation where, you know, you're putting me in a better situation immediately. You're going to have to you're going to have to pry that out of my cold, dead hands. Right? Yeah. I mean, especially with the tight ends, like let's say Laporta hits, let's say Kincaid hits mm -hmm. all of these tight ends. And if Pitts hits this year, if he, you know, throws up the middle finger and gives the FU to everybody, if he hits Bowers, this price in a 2.0 tight end premium, I mean, is he going before the before the second quarterback? I, I mean, was going just, before Marvin Harrison Jr.? No, I mean, it's I tough. was just going to say he very well could be the 102. I mean, yeah, I, I, I it's going to be interesting to see how things play out because I'm seeing right. a lot of positive reports from people in the know that people just love Drake May. And they're saying he could be the first quit, but we always get those those hype pieces, especially sure. uh, almost a year out. But I think uh, Caleb and then Brock in those formats. Yeah, that's wild. So an important question here, JB, we'll start with you. I always ask this. So if I were to hop into your whip, so I infiltrate your car, what song do I hear? <laughs> um, so right now, uh, I'm a big pop 2k guy on Sirius. Yes, you okay. Are. Okay. Oh, I, I picked Mitch up from the airport in Cleveland. We went to Canton <laughs> for the expo and I, I apologize. I was like, Hey, listen. So, I mean, it, whatever's playing on pop 2k, it could be, uh, oh my goodness. What's the song that, you know, uh, blah, 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 blah. I feel like 50 cent is on there a lot. Fitty. Okay. Fitty. Okay. Fitty. All right. I like it. Mitch. <laughs> So it's going to be NF, but if I actually have to pick just a song, the the yep. Luke Combs cover of Fast Car, like the okay. song's just amazing. So, all right, well, I'm okay. going to stick with Tracy Chapman. Song, on that. Yeah, yeah. No, I always ask that question because I'm, I'm in a big music kick lately. Mm. Don't listen to podcasts anymore. I don't consume 10 hours of content on digital marketing and how to grow on YouTube. So, Big into music right now, so it's a fun question to ask. Okay, guys, I feel like we're going to have to do this again one day. The show is called Dynasty Different. We're actually very Dynasty same in this show, but hey, I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's it's nice to nice to meet you guys again. I'm a fan, and I appreciate your work, and you're very similar to uh, to how we are. Hey, great minds think alike, right? But hey, shout yourself out. Tell us what you're doing. I'm a patron of yours. I can speak to the very busy Discord, and I'm a happy patron with what I get. But tell me about yourselves. Go ahead. So I'll let John give out all the details and all the fun stuff. But I'm at DinoMC pretty much everywhere. I'm really not on Twitter a whole bunch. I told John that I will be more active on Twitter. I promise. But <laughs> besides that, really, I'm just in the Dynasty Theory Discord nonstop every day. You know, it's what I love. It's what we do now. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at The Bauer Club, the show Dynasty Theory at Dynasty Theory FF on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, threads now trying to check that out we'll see how that goes we got the youtube channel uh mitch mentioned the discord it's completely free and then we have some patreon access rolled into that but we got the the projections the tiers uh, the weekly episode of the pivot point a lot of exclusive content that we like to roll out as well but you know you said great minds think alike but fools rarely differ right that's the uh so hopefully we're in that first part certainly but yeah clay this was an absolute blast we got to have you up on uh on dynasty theory yeah hey, i'd like, love i'd love to and like we talked about i'll be throwing this out on our feet as well you know i i'd be shocked though 
little little shout out to you guys. I'd be shocked if any of our listeners haven't listened to you guys and and don't regularly consume your content. You guys are doing a fantastic job. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. And yeah, hopefully our listeners who are watching this, well, hopefully they listen to you, but hopefully they don't. And now they will. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what kind of traffic we bring if we have any juice. Thanks for uh thanks for joining guys. We'll uh we'll talk to you later.